This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Tonight on Huckabee, Oscar winner Matthew McConaughey, magician Matt Franco, baseball great Daryl Strawberry, and music legend Ronnie Millsap. Stray Corley and the Music City Connection. And I'm your announcer, Keith Bilbrey. And now, here's Mike Huckabee! Thank you very much, and Merry Christmas, everybody. We've got a wonderful Christmas audience out here, and uh, boy, are they picking the right show to be at, because we have a star-studded event that you're going to enjoy at home, but these folks are going to enjoy it right here in our theater. But i got to find out if things at the Bilbrey household are all decorated up for the holiday. Oh, are you set? set? We're all set. You know, this time of year, though, you, you think about memories. And I, I was yeah. remember today, you know, I, I was known to get into a little mischief. And, I'm and shocked. One night, I remember, I remember this so well. True story. Uh-huh. Christmas Eve. I'm about seven years old. I'm running around. I'm so excited. It's Christmas Eve. Mom keeps, tell, keeps telling me, you got to go to bed. Santa Claus won't come till you go to bed. Huh. I'd heard that story all my life. Well, I'm bouncing around, and we got one of those little windows in the front door. Yeah. And I look, and there is Santa Claus. At your house. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was terrified. I ran, jumped in the bed. He comes in, Keith, I saw that you were up. You've got to come and talk to me. So I go in there, and I'm shaking, and he gets me up in his lap, and he says, now, lucky for you, I've got a few more deliveries to make on the street. I will be back, but you better be in bed. Yes, sir, Santa, I will. Didn't sleep the whole night, but I stayed in bed, and I, I thought I'd blown it, but I, I did get my Christmas gifts, and Everything was okay. But anybody tells me, you know, don't believe in Santa, uh, I saw him. He was there. There you go. He laid down the law to me, and I took it. Well, I would have left a lump of coal for you is what I would have done, <laughs> just so you know. I just say, lucky for you that Santa came down the chimney anyway and that yeah. your Christmas was Absolutely. not canceled. I'd say that that is proof that Santa would have made a terrible Democrat governor or mayor in 2020 because they like to cancel Christmas. That's what they're all about. Yeah. Hey, this Christmas is shaping up to be a very unusual one, right? I mean, it appears that some governors and mayors are vying to be the Grinch who stole Christmas by telling families to stay away from each other and just stay locked down for the entire holiday. Now, of course, we should all be careful and take precautions, but of all the things that governors, mayors, and health officials don't have the power to do is cancel Christmas. Yeah. yeah. You know, um... They can't do it. Herod tried that 2,000 years ago, and it did not end well. As Dr. Phil might have said to Herod, 
How's that working out for you? Yeah, the first Christmas was proof that God could break through the most powerful resistance on earth. And just like water finding a place to get through, his love found its way to earth in the uncanniest of ways. You know, Forrest Gump once said of a major hurricane, God showed up. Well, God's been showing up since creation. But the reason we celebrate Christmas is because it marks the time when he showed up in person but in the most unlikely way. Not in unlimited power and glory, but as a newborn baby delivered to a young teenage unmarried couple who were engaged, but who had not yet married and even consummated their as of yet untaken vows. Born miraculously to a young virgin, the Christ child was born in a little cave where animals sheltered. With no crib available, the baby was wrapped tightly in some cloths as was the custom of the day, but then placed in the trough where the animals ate their hay. Now, when we sing that Christmas carol, away in a manger, we tend to sing it so wistfully and romantically. We've actually glorified the term manger as if it's a very holy place. Folks, it was a trough. It's the place where the animals would come in the shelter of the cave and eat. God showed up on a dinner plate intended for sheep, goats, and cattle. Why? Because God wanted the poorest and most helpless person on earth to know that their circumstances were never so low that it would be beneath God to come to them. And you know something? God is still showing up. He shows up for the homeless person who sleeps on a cardboard box. He shows up for the junkie whose veins have collapsed from the abuse of drugs or for the emaciated meth addict whose teeth have rotted away into little stubs. He shows up for the lonely single mom who will struggle to buy one simple toy for her child, just as he will for the abused wife who will try to hide her bruises and cuts inflicted on her by some monster of a man. He'll show up for the lonely child whose mother abandoned him to find what she thought would be love with some stranger who was as desperate as she is. And he'll show up for the elderly person, shut up in a nursing home, whose family isn't even allowed to visit because of COVID. And he'll show up for the middle-aged man who feels like a total failure and considers suicide because none of his teenage dreams came true. Government officials can do a lot, and they sure may think they can cancel Christmas, but it would be easier for them to cancel tomorrow's sunrise than to think they can keep God from showing up in your life. So don't worry. Christmas isn't being canceled. Because if God can show up in a filthy, nasty feeding dish for animals, he can surely show up for you. And no power on earth can cancel his presence in your life. Well, a little earlier, I had a chance to sit down with Oscar winner Matthew McConaughey to talk about his blockbuster career and his brand new book. Take a look. Matthew McConaughey is the star of such hit movies as We Are Marshall, A Time to Kill, and Interstellar. He is a Best Actor Oscar winner for his critically acclaimed starring role in the Dallas Buyers Club. He's also a husband, father, teacher, professor, and even the Minister of Culture for the University of Texas in the city of Austin. And there's been a little talk of him running for governor of Texas. We got to get into that too. 
Well, now he can add number one New York Times bestselling author to a long resume thanks to his new memoir that is just delightful. It's called Green Lights. And on a personal note, I'm pretty sure that he's got a lot more common sense than a whole bunch of folks in Hollywood. We welcome Matthew to the show. Matthew, thank you for joining us. What a pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me. That was a great introduction. Thank you. Well, the book is a, a surprisingly wonderful read, and I think most people will realize this is a very introspective guy, Matthew McConaughey. Is that you all the time, thinking deeply? Naturally, it is. You know, one of the one of the real surprises, wonderful surprises, actually, in in in, in writing the book, which is based on thirty six years of journals I've been keeping, hmm. is I noticed that at fourteen years old, when I started keeping a journal, I am inter interested in the same subjects at fifty one years old that I am now that I was then at fourteen. I was always asking the existential questions of, hey, what matters? What are we doing here? What's our relationship in the world? Who am I in it? Um, how can I be my better self tomorrow? How, how, what, what do I want in the long view of life? And I was asking those questions at 14, and I'm still asking them at 51. Well, I'm glad you are, because they're great questions, and you provide some terrific insights. I, I, I tell you, I think your mother may be one of my favorite characters. Uh, <laughs> when I read about her, I think, you know, I married her sister. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, <laughs> she threw you into the water to teach you to swim. Are you kidding me? She really did that? Absolutely. On the Llano River. And it was, you know, I mean, I, I'm guessing she knew I had the ability, um, <laughs> but I'm not sure. But she threw me in and the rapids were coming and she goes, you know, well, swim or go over the edge. And... The end of the story is I swam and made it to the bank, so it did work. Well, I'm glad it did because we would have missed a heck of a movie career uh, had she not guessed that right or failed to jump in. Heck, she might have been doing that on purpose. And, you know, I mean, I've been there with my own children sometimes thinking, okay, I'm going to throw you in. I don't know if you can swim or not, but I may not care. It happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it worked out. I'm glad it did, too. Speaking of kids, you and your wife do something that I find so admirable. When you go on a movie shoot, your kids go with you. You don't disappear for weeks yeah. at a time. Explain why that is important to you and your wife, Camilla. Yes, sir. So before we had kids, that was Camilla's one caveat. She came to me because my she'd been she'd seen me in my work. She'd yeah. gone with me, had children, and I go all over the world. My work takes me everywhere. She goes, okay. And I remember putting two hands on my shoulders. She goes, one deal. We have to, for us to have children. If you go, we go. Hmm. And I remember in my one ear, I, I heard one side of myself saying, wait a minute, when I go to work, I live alone in my wow. airstream. It's just me and my dog. I need my privacy. And just as I'm thinking that in the other ear, I hear my mother, who wasn't literally there, but I hear her going, you nod your head and you say, yes, ma'am. And I say, <laughs> yes, ma'am. And it was because, uh, you know, I interviewed quite a few men, fathers, yeah. in my business that were older. Uh, I won't share their names, but they were older, successful actors who have children. And I interviewed quite a few and said, what did you do? You had children, you went away to work. They all said, well, it was always about, do you choose your friends or do you choose being with your dad? Mm -hmm. And all of these men chose the first. They said, I'll go to work and I'll leave my kids at home. And every one of them says they, they could do it again. They would do it different. They would have brought their kids with. They all regretted the fact that they let their kids stay home when they went away to work. 
I would say your wife is a very, very wise woman, and I hope you tell her often. Try to. I did just this morning. I did just this morning. Do you have a favorite movie role? I mean, you've done dozens and dozens of them all over the genre, everything from uh, comedies to very, very serious dramas. Uh, is there something that when you think about it, you just sit back with a big smile on your face and say, gosh, I love doing that? I, I do. And it's the one we were speaking of briefly uh, online, offline before the interview started. Mud. Hmm. Um, that movie reminded me of where I grew up. It reminded me of my summers. If you read in the book, that tree house, that 13-story tree house I built yeah. in that summer in 19-whatever, 79, that was my boat in the tree that's in mud. Mm. Um, it's also the film that, you know, my father passed away in 1992. But while making the film and since making mud, it's still the film that I've had dreams of him coming up. It's the one that he would have come up to me at 12 years old mm. and put an arm around me. Hey, hey, little buddy, you ever seen this movie Mud? And I'd have gone, no, sir. And he said, I was like, oh, it's a good one. Let's go see it. Mm. It's the one he would have wanted to take me to the theater to see with him. That is a beautiful, beautiful reflection. Uh, something I learned in the, the book, and I think it's uh, something everybody will find fascinating, is the signature Matthew McConaughey phrase, all right, all right, all right, was actually the first words you ever spoke on film. How'd that happen? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I get called to set on a film called Dazed and Confused. And I was not supposed to work this night. The character that I was playing, Wooderson, had three lines, and none of those three lines were in the scene that they were shooting that night. I was doing a hair and makeup wardrobe test. It's a, you do your hair and makeup, the director comes off the set, has a look at you, says, yeah, yeah, I like this, change this, and then you say goodbye, and you come back later the next week when it is time to work. Well, that's what I was doing this night. I come out of uh, my hair and makeup wardrobe test. The director, Richard Lankletter, walks up to me on the street, he looks me up and down, yeah, this is great, Wooderson. And all of a sudden, as we're about to say bye, he says... Hey, uh, you know, Wooderson, you think Wooderson, uh, Wooderson's the kind of guy that's been with the typical good-looking chicks in school. Do you think he'd maybe be interested in the, the red-headed intellectual? And I go, uh, well, sure, you know, Wooderson likes all kind of girls. And he, and, and, and he goes, well, this girl, Cynthia Ravisi, she's, she's playing the red-headed intellectual in our movie. She's over here in the car. She's got her nerdy friends in the backseat. Maybe you want to pull her up and pull up and try and pick her up? And I said, <laughs> sure. Well, next thing I know, I'm in the car. Um, and we're about to shoot a scene. I have a lavalier mic on me, and I'm about to pull up and go try to pick up the redhead intellectual, and there's not a word scripted. Um, and what I did is I went through my mind three things that my character had. Um, and it was my car, it was a form of partying over here, and it was rock and roll. And as I went through those three things that my character had at the moment, I heard action. <laughs> and I looked up at the Marissa Ricci and Cynthia character, the red intellectual, and in my mind I said, well, that's the fourth thing that my character's about. I got three out of four, put it in drive, pulled out. All right, all right, all right. So it was three affirmations <laughs> of the three things that my man, my character had on the way to go get the fourth. And now it is the signature statement of Matthew McConaughey. Hey, before we uh, close out, I got to talk to you about something that I'm so impressed with. You and your wife delivered 110,000 masks to rural hospitals all over Texas, driving them around in a uh, pickup truck uh, yes. just because you wanted to. I mean, I thought that was a remarkable gesture of generosity and kindness on your part. 
Well, you know, it's, it's you know, even better than I do. It, it was it was the wild, wild west then. We were all figuring it out. Even yeah. the private sector, you know, we were they, they, everyone was trying to get organized. And anything that any even private citizens could do to help, and we were in a position to help. And Ford helped give give, give us a bunch of the bunch of the masks. Camilla ordered them. We found out which rural hospitals in Texas needed them. We were like, it's kind of one of those times where if you want to get it done, you start the engine and let's go, mm-hmm. um, and we'll get there first. And so it was a time where a lot of people were putting all hands on deck to go out and help. So we just went out. We had a lot of help with people dispatching them to the right hospitals and the right people at the right time. Well, it's a, it's a fantastic thing that you did, and, and, not, and not for publicity, not for show, but to meet a need. And I think it's what comes through so very clearly in your book. There's no doubt as to why it is a New York Times number one bestseller. I hope people will get it. It is a great book and a great gift for Christmas. And even if uh, they aren't Matthew McConaughey hardcore fans, they will be after reading the book Green Lights. Matthew, thank you for joining us. What a delight to get to visit with you. And uh, thanks for just the insights from the book Green Lights. I appreciate it. I look forward to doing it next time in person, sir. Well, so does all of our staff. They hope that'll happen. Uh, Green Lights is a New York Times number one bestseller. It's available right now. And be sure to follow Matthew on social media. We will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Go to MikeHuckabee.com and sign up for his free newsletter and follow at GovMikeHuckabee on Twitter. And welcome back. Hey, Matt Franco is the first magician ever to win America's Got Talent. And there is a reason why, because he is amazing. Now, you've seen him on a lot of top TV shows. And his hit show, Magic Reinvented Nightly at the Link Hotel in Las Vegas, has won multiple awards as the best magic show and the best show in Vegas. That's a pretty big deal. Welcome, Las Vegas headliner magician Matt Franco. Matt, great to have you here. Great to be here. Thank you so much. Look, I'm a sucker for magic tricks, so I'm so excited to have you here. And now I'm so close, I'm going to be able to figure it all out. I think so, yeah, right? Let's see what figure it out. Let's see what you got. Matt. Now that sounded like a challenge. Let's see what you got. Could you all play right. cards at all? Uh, once in a while, go fish. I'm pretty good at that. All right, take the cards out of the box if okay. you would. I will do that. And just, oh, make sure there are no jokers in the box. Very important. No jokers good? in the box. It's empty. Okay. All and right. if you could just go ahead and give those a mix. Okay. And while you're hard at work, this is just water here. Is that right? It looks like okay, it. I'm yeah. just going to make a tea while you're working. Over oh, there. okay. You're going to have refreshments yeah, while I'm over not? here working. Is that okay? That yeah, guess is fine. Okay. You know, it's just my show. It's no big deal that you get refreshments. Yeah, tonight. why not? Let me know when you're finished. I up. think I'm finished. That's oh, good. good. Yeah. All right. You get the whole deck. Thank you. Right. You feel good about the shuffle? Yeah. I'll show these. I'm not sure if the camera can see. All different, all mixed up. They yeah. look like that. Look like a regular deck of cards. Excellent. Huh? And if you okay. would, just go ahead and take one and show it to the camera there so that just they that can camera. see it. Yeah, whichever one. It doesn't matter which camera. Just don't let me oh, see it. I'm Hold it up high. Show it to this camera. Yeah, so I can't see it, though. Mm-hmm. 
Can you? Got it. Go. Got it. I'll take it back from you. Blank. Very good. I'm going to put it into the deck about halfway down, give or take a few. That's about halfway. Yeah, it looks like it. Now, here's the deal. Okay. I want you to use your intuition to try to pick that same card again, but do not let me put a particular card in your hand. Very important. Okay. So as you take it, I want you to just go ahead, take one at random. Really don't let me force you. Tell you what, just spread them out like this. Make it easy. Okay. Yeah. Slide one right over to there. Don't look, don't show anyone what it is yet. Oh, he's going down the bottom. Yeah, I'm going down there. Wow. I don't want it. I'm trying okay. to. Okay, okay. You didn't see it, did you? No, I didn't see okay, it. Okay, I don't know if this is it or not, but if it was, what you could do is draw a little X right over here. Yeah. And I just give a little riffle onto okay. the card. And it's gone. Okay. But it's also gone hmm. from the deck. Did you see it here? No, I don't see well, it. Well, it's there. invisible. Watch this. Ready? Okay. Okay, disappeared. You didn't see it happen? No, I didn't see that. Would you look there, Governor? In here? Please. Oh, no, you're kidding me. Would you show them what you have there? There it is. Unbelievable. How'd he do that? How'd he do that? That's awesome. How did you get that in there? I have no idea. Okay, let me tell you. Would I'm you... just close to you, and I have no idea. Could I teach you? Sure. In order to teach you how okay. I do this, I'll use just a few more cards. You mix these up well, yes? Yep. Okay, we'll see if we can find just a few more cards to use. Okay. So, for example, we'll just use random ones. We can right. use this one, this one, this one, and maybe this one. How'd you pull that off? I want to play poker with you. That's four or kings do you? right there like that. Look at that. Did you? They didn't see that. That's four kings he pulled out. Settle down. It's just a magic trick. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, we'll have somebody saying... Oh, that guy's, you know, he's got something weird going on with him. I sure do. Check yeah. it out. That is empty now, though, yes? The it box is empty. empty. Yes, it I'm is. I'm going to show you. If I were to just blatantly to take your card, this is the one you picked? That's the one. If I were to yeah. blatantly just take it like this and put it in the box, everyone can see that. Everybody can see that. But what if I could what make you kind of forget that it happened? Hmm. If I could kind of distract you, for example, by using the four kings. Do you think yes. that's possible? Anything is possible. I agree with you. Yes. Watch this. Okay. One king face up on the bottom, right. another one face up on the top. That leaves two face down in the middle. Yeah. Watch really closely. No sleight of hand. All I do is that, and they all turn face down. Now, you didn't know what to look for. We'll do it again. <laughs> one goes face up. Yep. Two face down in the middle. Uh huh. Two up, two down. All I do is this, and all four turn face down. It gets faster. If I turn one face up, then they all turn face up. If I turn one face down, then they all turn face down. Now, I know this all seems crazy, but remember the whole... Thank you. You know, the whole point of this was to make you forget what's in the box. Governor, be honest with us. Do you remember what's in the box? Yeah, the card that I originally picked out. No, no, the one. Do you remember exactly what's in there? Yeah. Which is? The seven of clubs. No, see, that's the thing. Unless this whole thing is an illusion because oh, inside no. the box, look... Now, wait a minute. The four kings, because there's only one card on the table, <laughs> the seven. I don't know. How did he do He's weird. This guy. Ah. <laughs> and I'm sitting right next to you. You were. This. That's crazy. Ah. Can I show you how I move cards invisibly? You just did. I want to know what you put in your tea over there. I think there's something <laughs> funny in that going on. What, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Check okay. this out. All right. You're blowing me away here. I, that's what I like to yeah. hear. It's my job. We got the four kings. I'm going to set one down onto the table like so. Okay. That leaves three in the hand. Watch closely. All right. Do you, are you familiar with palming? Yes. Watch. I palm the card like this. Now, right. that's, that's a secret because you can't see it from this side. True. Or this side. Governor, if you take the card, please, all you do, very slow, you set it down right there next to the other one. <laughs> now, 
I know it I'm happens. I'm sitting here watching you, and I can't understand this. I, I don't get it. I know, me too. <laughs> Check it out. You take the two, you have red two ones kings, here, yeah. and then you have the black kings here. Okay? Yes. So you know exactly what to look for. Right. We'll leave the black ones on the table. So stare. all we have is diamonds and hearts. Uh -huh. Diamonds is next. Watch closely. Okay. Palm the card like this. Go ahead, set it down. There it is. It That's three kings, my hand. friends. It Hold on. not in your hand. One to go. We have the king of hearts <laughs> is the last one. All we have for you to see. Three kings. Watch closely. In fact, I can do it's it from that. It's a Christmas song. We three kings of Orient. Go oh, ahead. I like that. Yeah. We sh I should sing that you during should. the trick. But it'll mess up the trick, so go ahead. Watch, watch, okay. watch. No, it can't mess up. Oh, it's impossible okay. because when you lay it down, did you see it go? I think it went into your hand. But it's gone but from it's here. Gone. It's gone from here. All you do is you wave like that. And, and that's one, two, three, four oh, kings. My God. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> now. <laughs> oh. Governor, could I try one more thing for you? Sure. Okay, listen, listen. Uh, I want to make sure we use all the cards for this. Uh, okay. Is this the one? This is the one you picked. That was the very this, first one I picked. Yeah. Oh, you like this one, yeah? I, I love it. It's my you favorite wanna, card. In the you want to change it, or you're okay with this? That's no, okay. Okay, listen. I can remember and, it. And the reason I ask that, and you always see, I always ask, do you want to change your mind? And the reason is because I can't control if he changes his mind. I can't control what card. Any card is possible, and the fact that this is possible, or perhaps impossible, is what makes this amazing. Did you follow that? No. Watch closely. Okay. Can you see your card? I see it. Watch this. Now, wait a minute. It was on that, and it's not there. Not only that. And you don't even have sleeves to put something up your sleeves. I don't get this. It's gone from the deck completely. Look, nothing here, nothing here. No seven of clubs in the entire deck, because remember, at the very beginning. Yes. No, that would have been so cool, though, wouldn't it? That would have been. Yeah, I probably would have well, left the stage. You've heard of the trick. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Oh, sometimes it goes a little further. Is it inside the... the oh, no, it's just still nothing there? Just, Wait a minute. No, just a tea bag. Watch. Don't tell me that Watch. card's going to show up there. Look inside, Governor. Look inside the bag. Yeah. Are you going to I'm going to tear open the tea no bag. There's way. one card folded inside. No your card, way. the 7 of cups. I know these people think I'm seeing stuff they don't see. I am not and I'm right here. I don't get it. So what do you think of all this? What's going on? I think it's Absolutely amazing. I understand now why you won America's Got Talent. Oh, thank you. I really do. And I'm excited to tell you. So we've spent the past five years at the Link yeah. Hotel and Casino in Vegas, and I'm excited to say we've renewed for five more years I on the Vegas glad. trip. So, you know what? You. I'm going to tell you, Matt. It would be a, worth a trip to Vegas to come see the full show. Oh, this the is Matt just Franco the beginning. Show. Absolutely. No kidding. I mean, you know what I love about you? What's you that? have such a good time. You are fun and funny, and I, I understand why your show is selling out. And really, Keep it, it would coming. be a great this is destination. Good. No, I, I know it's been a hard year, but yes. 2021 has got to be where it's standing room only. I'm excited to go see for that, Matt Franco. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. It's been a long time since I've this been. This is able awesome. To... Thank you. Whoa! <laughs> I don't so understand happy. this. This is. Uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed too with you and them and everyone here because this well. is an amazing time. <laughs> You've got to come back and do some more stuff because this is stuff I love. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Matt Franco, everybody, give him another big hand. He earned it. Wow.
And, and by the way, remember when you give him a hand, you may get cards back in them or something like that. Hey, Keith, tell our audience how they can experience more of the magic of this guy, Matt Franco. For information on Matt Franco, magic reinvented nightly at the Link Hotel in Las Vegas, visit mattfranco.com for the latest information on 2021 shows, videos, and more. Coming up next, baseball great Daryl Strawberry, and later the legend himself, Ronnie Millsap. special Christmas message for you and your family. Welcome back. Now, if you haven't heard yet, I've launched a new podcast. It's called The People's Podcast. It's available exclusively on Quake Media. You can subscribe at quakemedia.com slash Mike. You know Daryl Strawberry as a baseball legend, four World Series titles, but he's also struggled with addiction, divorce, prison time, and even cancer. The story of how faith saved him and how faith can save us all is in his brand new book. It's called Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life. It is a real honor to welcome to our stage Daryl Strawberry. Good to see you. How's everything? You know, it's good. Daryl, great seeing you again. Good to be back. I'm so just grateful for what God's doing in your life. Yeah, God is, he's, he's so amazing, you know, when you actually get to know him. You know, yeah. he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty cool. And I think, <laughs> you know, we take a long time to come into a relationship with him. We stand on the outside. And a lot of people know Jesus' name, but they don't know his power. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Daryl Strawberry that a lot of people remember from back in the, the wild days, they wouldn't recognize, maybe physically, but not the Daryl Strawberry of today. I mean, you were kind of messed up there for a while, weren't you? Well, of course. I mean, you know, I was a... <laughs> I'm not being know, unkind. I'm just saying, you know. No, it's the reality of it. You know, I was a you know, complete heathen and, you know, womanizer, alcoholic, you know, sinner, rich, famous. And, you know, they tell you you can live this life and do whatever you want. But they forget to tell you at the end part of it, the enemies don't tell you the part where I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And you're going to go with me, you know. But it's God's grace that's so sufficient that keeps us and allows us to stay here. You know, and I, I, just, I just think so many of us don't realize that we don't deserve grace. No, we don't. And, and God gives it to us anyway. And he gives it to us for his purpose and his plan. So he created us for that. We just didn't know that because we all end up sinners and we all end up living according to our own will and separated from God. And we don't know the way. And, you know, Jesus talks about it that in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. Yeah. He's telling us we can't get to God except through him. Everybody wants that channel to get to the Father. Father, Father, help me. But Jesus is the way. Yeah. You know, he, he's the reason why he came was to give us life and give us life more abundantly and give us the opportunity to do great things for the kingdom. You know, we get to be just like Jesus. He said, I'm going to 
send the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, the comforter, he's going to teach you all things in remembrance of me. You know, and that's the whole Bible, what he teaches you. You know, the Holy Spirit has taught me the Bible. And, I th and I'm so thankful for my fall in life because my fall in life made me the man I am today. You know, putting on a uniform just made me a baseball player and being rich just made me famous. But I became a man when I met Jesus. You know, what a great <laughs> Christmas message. I mean, how appropriate for right here at Christmas time. I love the title of the book, Turn Your Season Around. I mean, uh, uh, people can relate to that from an athletic standpoint. What was it, Daryl, that turned your season around? There must have been some catalyst, some moment. What was it where God got your attention? I think it, it's a combination of two things. And um, I would say two women in my life. My mother, she was praying for me when I was lost. Hmm. And she went home to be with the Lord and found a journal under her bed where she was praying that God would knock me off my throne and save me. Wow. You know, and he did. I mean, her prayers came to pass. She didn't get to see it in the natural, but she's watching in the supernatural. She's seeing it now. Yeah. yeah. As I stand on platforms and preach the gospel mm. and not even qualify. And then it was my wife, Tracy, who came into my life when I was lost and using drugs and shooting dope and smoking crack. She was pulling me out of dope houses and saying, God's got a plan for you. And I says, why don't you and that God just leave me here and let me die? She said, you're just not that lucky. Hmm. And <laughs> so I, I yeah, think... When a I, wife says that, you yeah, know, that's, that's not a good thing. I think God's got a great sense of humor in people's lives. And when they pay attention, um, he used these two women in my life to bring correction yeah. into my life, to bring discipline into my life, to bring change in my life. And my wife, Tracy, was the one that really made a difference in my life uh, when she said one day, when are you going to take the uniform off and do what God's called you to do? Mm. I was mm. like, wow. Because huh. the uniform, you identify yourself as the wrong person. You identify yourself as a ball player, athlete, and everything. When are you going to take the uniform off so you can know the purpose why God created you? And when I heard that from her, it, it changed everything about me. She was right. And I, and I took, finally took the uniform off, the Daryl Strawberry, the baseball player, and I became the man that um, Jesus Christ, you know, created, you know, for me to be able to do great kingdom work and love people and help people. You have uh, a great story. You went through cancer and there were some physical scars as a result of all that. But you also talk about that those scars are an important part of your story. In what way? The scars are an important part of all our stories. Your wounds are an important part of how great Jesus is because Jesus showed his wounds to us. Why are we so afraid to show our wounds to other people? Hmm. You've got a lot of fans from your athletic career. You've got a lot of fans who appreciate your story and testimony. And this is the book, Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life by Daryl Strawberry. This book, Turn Your Season Around, it is available. You can pre-order it now at Amazon.com. And you can find all the books by Daryl and Tracy Strawberry. Learn more about their phenomenal ministry at FindingYourWay.com. I hope you get it for Christmas. <laughs> After the break, you'll know it's Christmas for sure when legendary performer Ronnie Millsap joins us. You definitely won't want to miss this. I just love Christmas time. I love the Christmas music. I love Trey Corley and the Music City Connection. Give him a big hand, would you? 
what great folks. And I have decided that my Christmas present this year is my next guest. Uh, he's just special. In 1943, Ronnie Millsap was born blind due to a congenital disorder. Now, his family feared that Ronnie's lack of sight was God's retribution for sin. <laughs> Hoping for a better fate, they gave him over to the North Carolina State School for the Blind. But it was there Ronnie's hyper-attuned hearing led him to the discovery of his God-given talent, which was music. His personal story is one of the most moving and spellbinding stories I have ever encountered. In a career that has spanned more than 50 years, Ronnie Millsap has charted, think about this, over 40 number one hit songs. He has won six Grammys. He's been inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Ronnie's life story is a journey through the dark unknowns with God and the talents that he gave him as he guides. It is my great honor to welcome to our show the legendary Ronnie Millsap. Thank you, Governor. Thank you, Ronnie. It's an honor to be on with you. Well, I love your music, but I just love you. I love your story. There's a great part of your biography that I've read when Ray Charles told you, he said, son, I can hear the music inside of you. Was Ray Charles a big influence on a you? big influence on me. We wrote Braille letters to each other. Did you really? <laughs> uh, crazy, but we're both really into Braille literacy, keeping that alive. Well, you know, it's, it's so valuable to know that God gave you this gift and you have shared it with the world. You once played piano as a session player for an up-and-coming guy. His name was Elvis. I sure did. Now, is it true that he turned to you during the session and said, more thunder on the keys, Millsap? That's what he said, more thunder on the piano, Millsap. <laughs> what did he mean by that? He just wanted you to bang it harder? Yeah, he was recording this song called Kentucky Rain. Mm. He wanted a little bit more thunder on the piano. <laughs> and I gave it to him. I bet you did. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I never knew. I've never heard that song a thousand times. I never knew that you were the one playing the piano on it. I sure was. I was a big fan of Elvis. Sure. I grew up in the 50s, so big into Elvis and Frank Sinatra, a lot of singers. Glenn Campbell, Mac Davis. Hmm. I mean, you, you've talked about some of the people that influence you, but I, Ronnie, I don't think you understand how many amazing singers and musicians that you have influenced. I just don't think you fully appreciate how many people are where they are today in music because of you. I don't really know. I really don't. But uh, I appreciate it when people say things like that. But Ray Charles was a big influence on me. In fact, I had this record out, an R&B record. I hadn't found my way to Nashville and country music yet. I had this record out called Never Had It So Good, which was an R&B top five record on hmm. Billboard. <laughs> and he said, Ronnie, I like that B-side called Let's Go Get Stoned. Matter of fact, I love that so much, I think I'm going to cut that myself. And he, he did. But he was a dear friend, got to be around him a lot. 
Well, I want to talk about some of the music you've got out. One in particular, some Christmas music. Um, you've got an album that is going to be coming out in January called A Better Word for Love. What can we expect on that album? That is a great new album. I'm happy to do it. And I'm with a different record company. We'll see how they do. Black River Entertainment. They seem real excited about it. I love those folks. They're doing real good for me. Well, I Brand can't wait to get it. Brand new songs on there. We're all going to want that. I mean, I don't know of anybody that isn't a Ronnie Millsap fan, and that means all of us are going to have to buy the album because we want the music of Ronnie Millsap. You've got some Christmas stuff, and you're going to do one for us here on the show. Tell us about the song Merry, Merry Christmas, Baby. Well, it's kind of a... Uh, what is it? <laughs> you tell me. It's an ace in the hole, I think. <laughs> I, cut, I cut a song back in 1886 called Happy, Happy Birthday, Baby. Yeah. And Rick, these same folks wrote this song, Merry, Merry Christmas, Baby. So it's on the same melody. But I wanted to put it out. I cut it in my home studio and turned it into Black River, and it's out there. Well, it's a great song, and this studio audience is going to get to see it in person, and all of our television audience are going to get to see it right here on the show, because I want to thank Ronnie Millsap for joining us. And if you want more of Ronnie's music, including the latest hit, Merry Merry Christmas Baby, and his January release of A Better Word for Love, get it at RonnieMillsap.com. After the break, Ronnie's performance, and later, Mike's personal Christmas message for you and your family. Huckabee continues right after this. Now, here to perform with Trey Corley in the Music City Connection with Mike on bass is Ronnie Millsap. Still burns the 
Well, as we close out our show this week, we want to express our gratitude for your trust in joining us each week for The Huckabee Show. We hope never to lose your trust. We truly work hard to inspire you, inform you, encourage you, and entertain you, but always in a wholesome way. We will all take a little time off to be with our families in these coming days leading up to Christmas, and we hope you'll be able to do that as well. Now, if you can't travel, at least use the technology of the day to gather with those you love through the means of maybe a virtual encounter. No, it's not the same, but it's still a way to say, I love you to those from whom you are separated by distance or disease. We're reminded that while people talk about a vaccine to this awful COVID virus, it's far from the worst virus to infect our world. I mean, less than 1% of the population will even get the disease in a serious or life-threatening way. But 100% of the population is already infected with the disease of sin. But Christmas is about the good news that sin isn't hopeless. There's a vaccine that has a 100% cure rate. That vaccine and medicine to cure sin is what Christmas is all about. And it wasn't made in a pharmaceutical lab. It was made in heaven. Its name is Jesus, and we don't even have to have a meeting a deductible or have to have a copay for it, because it's provided for free. It's what we all really need for Christmas, and with it, we are cured from sin, and we truly will live forever. From all of us at The Huckabee Show, from the people that you see and those you don't, we wish you a Christ-filled Christmas. Good night, everybody.